This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with... Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. How you doing, Reavers? A quick question. Yes. Um, This just in, we have not had much snow. Man, are, it's, are, are the folks at Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden, are you guys doing okay? I mean, I mean we're I know, doing okay. You know what does happen, though, is people don't get into the Christmas spirit. Ergo, they don't buy Christmas trees. Really? Yeah. It's like they just don't put it up. They just miss it. They're just going to skip it. What will happen is this weekend will be busy because, you know, Christmas Eve is on Sunday, right? And yeah. We're opened. Um, so it will be real busy right till the very end. Wait, if you're waiting, okay, now this is going to sound a bit crass and that's not the way I intend to do it, but mm-hmm. if if you're waiting until Friday to buy your Christmas tree, why waste the money? Well, you still got to get into it. You got to have a little bit of time to do it. But you're waiting until Friday. Yeah, but you still got to do it. What are you going to do? Have people over and not have a Christmas tree? Not not right. have some of that? Okay. You got it. So you got to do it. We still have some nice looking Christmas trees. We have some ugly ones too. I'm not going to lie. I went in and I was like. <laughs> and those sell too. <laughs> yeah, those sell too. Actually, sometimes people want that little four footer that's just they half They feel filled. bad for it. They do. And they like really? take it home. Like it's like the three legged dog type of deal. Okay. They want to take it home. So um, it needs we, a home as we, well. It needs a home as well. And, um, yeah, it, it just feels like I personally do not feel like it's Christmas time, right? And I, and I like this time of year. It's a See, fun time for in me. In my home, it's damn near impossible to avoid it because the second the hour ticks whatever, midnight, mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. It's go time. It's, it's go time yeah, at my yeah. house. And yeah. so it's it's unavoidable. I mean, to the point where the fireplace has 975 books on it that we've got to read all before uh, the blessed day. And it's just, which is fine because my wife gets super into it and my kids are at the, like the perfect age. So I, 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 they love it. And I, I enjoy when they're happy. Christmas was almost so. canceled at our house yesterday. Oh no. Well, I had made the mistake that really pissed my wife off. You know okay. what I did? So I moved the rug. Why would you do such a thing? Thought it looked better a different way. And then she looked at me like, what, what are you doing? Like, I, I put that rug there for a reason. I said, yeah, wanted to try it this angle. Like, it was, it was this way, and I turned it that way, right? I just flipped it sideways for the feng shui of it, right? Because it looked better this way. How'd that go over? It, she, she did not accept it. And then not to the point where she was hindering me, but I swear she was telling our dog to go stand on the rug because it was a big, big rug that it was hard to turn. And when our dog was standing on it, I was like, ha, ha, ha. And I think she was sending telepathic messages to my dog, go stand on the rug. So he has a harder time doing it. She did help me occasionally because she saw me kind of sweating over it, but you could see her thinking, I hate you for moving that rug, (laughs) right? I think that's what she was saying. And she loves me all in one. I think sometimes, Reavers, I think I've talked to you about this recently. I know my wife loves me. I know it, but I don't know if she really likes me, mm, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes I think she just looks I at me like, relate. you are a doofus. Yeah. So yeah. So again, caveat, this is one of those things where my wife would say, I never said that. Mike, you're a liar. You're always so full of BS. That kind of stuff. She yeah. would say that right now. Right. But I know how it felt inside. It's a feeling reverse. I see. And when you get the feeling, you got to go with your intuition. Go with your gut, they yes. say. Yeah. So, so many things to discuss All right, what on got? today's program. You briefly mentioned it before we started to roll on today's show, but you are on this quest 
to add 5,000 new friends via the uh, device known as Facebook. Yes. And several people had emailed in, and I, for some reason, thought I had put it in my weekly scramble folder in my email, but I must have either placed it somewhere else or not moved them. And so when I scroll through the litany of GarageLogic emails, it's tough for me to pinpoint. But one that I really liked was... And I just spaced on it. Oh, but no. the, the the frat pack. The frat pack. Meaning the, the frat, frat pack. pack. Five, I yeah, love yeah. the frat pack 5K. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I so think we're, we're trying to come up with a great name for it. Frat pack 5000 is a leader right now. Yeah. The alliteration's nice. Doesn't have anything to do with GL or weekly scramble. But the brat pack, the yeah, frat pack. Yeah, the frat pack. They get I, it. I think that's good. Plus, it's like you're joining a fraternity of friends. Yeah. And this is not me trying to get 5,000 friends because I want 5,000 friends. This is me saying, I don't have a lot of friends, right? And I might as well go from one or two to 5,000. And I'm not kidding, Reavers. People send me messages that have, have befriended me on Facebook, which is, by the way, super cool to do, right? Sure. Super cool. Yep. And I think I would hang out with like 99% of them that sent me. One guy sent me a thing saying, have you ever heard of this gold reserve thing? And I was like, oh, I talked to him back and forth for a while. Then I realized it was a scam. So that guy's not my friend anymore. Got but it. everyone else is like, I'm up uh, by the lake in northern Minnesota. Come on up. I mean, and I, and I think I would genuinely, if I was in Wyndham, Minnesota, I would stop there and say, hey, Jerry, let me buy you a beer down at the bar. Yeah. Because knowing that he's a GLer and that he's a fan of the weekly, weekly scramble i can tell he's already my kind of buddy yeah he's 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 pre-qualified does that make sense? He's passed the first He's round passed, test. like, like if you like this show and if you like Garage Logic, we're going to get along. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. So You're I'm, like-minded souls. I'm thinking about doing this, and I, I, I it's going to become expensive for me, because if I'm out buying people beer all the time, that's great. That's a great problem to have, right? But I don't care. I'll do that. But I want to have people get their numbers, right? So if you do it today, you might be a number 1,121. Oh, right? so almost my, like a place in life. Yeah, like my buddy Tim Morrow, he didn't even know that he was my face, first Facebook friend, 2009. I went and looked at it the other day. He was my first one. How do you know? You can go back to your activity. So here's what a dork I am. I went all the way back on my activity on Facebook, all the way to 2009, right when I started Facebook. Busy day for you, was it? was. <laughs> and I made a spreadsheet. So I'm on like 300 no, now. You're, this part you're making up. Reavers, I swear on my life. Wow. So I'm going to add everybody to the spreadsheet, and I'm going to let people know, hey, congratulations. I don't want to say congratulations, but hey, it's cool. You're number 1,347. Oh. And then just think, maybe uh, maybe if you're number 4,000, I might buy you a grill. Who knows? Um, I want this known <laughs> publicly going forward. Nicole, you were right. Yeah, I am a doofus. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yes. Whatever it was, yep. Nicole, yep. you're right. I, I am you're, a doofus. Were, I get it. But right. uh, Didi Janook uh, just sent me a thing, a Facebook request. How cool is that? Just based on the video you just I, posted I doubt of us it. doing the pre I doubt it, oh. but maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe they're just, because they can't hear this live because we're not on the, we're not live yeah, yet. That's true. Okay, we that's might true. have to do that. Right? That's true. Okay. Yeah, well, um, we can. We got a lot to go. We, we got a lot can, to do, we I guess. Can, we could talk about that. That's very, that's very possible. So, um... I wonder where we should... So, I know we talked about this story. It was about a year ago when it happened. And there's a specific reason that I'm bringing this up. But uh, we talked about the the snafu involved with Southwest Airlines mm-hmm. about a year ago. Remember yep, all that yep. holiday travel that they all went through? And I remember talking to you extensively about this, saying this is going to ruin them. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're probably going to go out of business. I remember us having... So for those that aren't familiar, which is the reason I'm bringing it up, is they were fined $140 million over the 2022 holiday meltdown. 
Uh, this past Monday, Southwest Airlines announced that it had been fined $140 million for last holiday season's winter meltdown that saw thousands of flights canceled and delayed, disrupting travel for millions of flyers. The airline shared in a press release that it came to an agreement with the Department of Transportation on the fine, which is the largest penalty brought down on an airline for violating consumer protection laws ever. Did it say they were happily accepting the fine or something like that. There was yeah. some weird word verbiage in there. The fine will see Southwest pay $35 million cash to the DOT over three years, while the remaining $90 million of the settlement will go toward compensation of future passengers to avoid a crisis like 2022. The DOT said in a constant order that Southwest violated the law on numerous occasions, including when it failed to aid its stranded travelers. Hoping the lawsuit will push other airlines to do better, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said that the fine was also a message. Quote, this penalty should put all airlines on notice to take every step possible to ensure that a meltdown like this never happens again. Uh, Bob Jordan, the CEO and president of Southwest Airlines, also shared his thoughts in a statement noting that they are working to make sure what happened last year never happens again. We have spent the year accurately focused on efforts to enhance the customer experience with significant investments and initiatives that accelerate operational resiliency, enhance cross-team collaboration, and bolster overall preparedness for winter operations. Business speak, yeah. So the reason I bring this up. Yes. The average citizen Mm -hmm. might be a constant traveler, might not travel ever. Do you think that the vast majority of the American public even remembers this story from a year ago. Uh, No, but I have a big problem with the story. Talk. So why can the Department of Transportation extort, bully, twist, steal, rape Southwest Airlines out of how many? What what did they get? 140. Yeah, but they get 30 of it. Sure. The Department of Transportation. Why? Why? The Department of Transportation wasn't hurt by this. The people that were affected by the loss of travel, they have a legitimate claim to go but that's against. that's where the other $90 million is going That towards. is. Okay. But why does the Department of Transportation get a dollar? They're us. They're the government. They don't get to go after them with all of the might and power of the American people and then say, we're stealing $30 million from you. I'm going to say that's such bullshit. That actually really makes me mad. That really is frustrating. Why do they get a penalty? Why are they getting money at all out of this? Okay. It should go to the people who got shafted on their flights. $30 million is not its not a $1,500 fine that you have to pay, pay the right. DOT or the legal fees that the DOT had to pay for 49000 bucks. It's $30 million. If I was Southwest Airlines, I'd tell them to go stick it. Um, so the part about they're they're imposing that to ensure that other airlines get in line with you know not allowing this to happen in the future does that play a role? Reavers, you are fighting the American government, the U.S. government, all the power and the wealth in the world. They can spend whatever they want on attorneys. They can do whatever they want to you, and Southwest Airlines cannot do a thing. And then they're extorting, stealing, just full on stealing, blackmailing. Southwest Airlines for 30 million bucks. Screw that. Hmm. That should never happen in America. That should never, ever happen. I did not realize. Well, I mean, think of that. Yeah. Think of that. Good, good luck. What if you were uh, uh, another company that didn't have the funds to fight them? You're just gone. 
right? Southwest Airlines, 140 million bucks, it's a lot of money, right? That will not put them out of business. But 30 million of it, why isn't that going to the people who are affected? No one at the Department of Transportation was affected by this. Well, what about, and again, I I tend to agree with you on, on, on all of this. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. What about the? Uh, there has to be some type of, of of oversight, right? There has to be somebody looking at, looking above to it's implement. Called, it's called capitalism, but yes. Okay, but you know yeah. what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. to to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen to anybody ever again. Yeah, but in a free market, reverse mm-hmm. in a free market, someone says, "I'm never flying Southwest again." Thank you. And then Southwest has to say, oh, because we screwed this up, our flight that was $599 is going to be $299 for a while. And people are going to say, well, I'll fly them at $299. It's worth the risk. And if no one's going to fly it at $299, they'll go to $199. And the market will take care of it, right? And the, and people will, one individual guy, Mike Fratelloni, will go sue Southwest for the 400 bucks they lost on the trip and some other stuff, and they'll win that lawsuit. But I could see the Department of Transportation saying, okay, wait, we're going to take that $30 million that we're finding you, and you have to upgrade your system so this never happens again. Okay. But the DOT doesn't care about any of that. They want their 30 million bucks extorted from this company. Wow. And I guarantee if you go look at Southwest Airlines, they have given so much money to political parties because they need to make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen to them, but they still got shafted. Congratulations. Someone just screwed you out of 30 million bucks. He should absolutely... Remember um, when the banking crisis happened oh, yeah. and the president of Wells Fargo said... We're not taking the bailout money. We don't want to take it. We don't want to be in business with the federal government because we don't want you to tell us what we have to do. And you know what the federal government said? Tough luck, you're taking it. And forced them to take money. How the government shouldn't be doing this type of thing. Well, I I, I, I admire their sensibility. Weren't they also the same entity, Wells Fargo I'm talking about now, mm. that had to also pay a substantial fine because they were basically charging their own customers fees true, that they did not true. sign up for. I, and, and I'm, I'm going to do a correction live on air. It might have been TCF Bank that said no, okay. not Wells Fargo. I might be might be okay. conflating those two. It, it's been a long time. I'm a drinker, all that stuff. You can't, <laughs> you, well, you can't and blame The only me. reason I know that is because I was one of the people that said, I didn't, hey, I didn't sign up for this account. Why are you charging me a monthly fee? And yeah. then, oh, oh, lo and behold, it was discovered that they were doing this Someone to a lot of other people, bonuses. which is why yeah. I now bank with North American Bank. So that's company. kind of funny that you interest uh, that you say that because I wonder what fine they had. Right, Wells Fargo was fined it for was, that. It was big. And who did they fine? They they or who did they give the money back? Did they say, "Hey, Reavers, here's a check for forty-seven bucks because we we stole forty-seven dollars sure. from you"? Allegedly, I'm making that up. I know it was whatever. Um, but or did the finance department, the, the U.S. government, get a hundred million bucks of it? Probably. It's, that's just not right. You're right. Why yeah. are they getting the money? You're right. The consumer should get the money back. So that that really. I did not know that this was going to get you going to the degree I, you know, that it, it did. just seems unfair. What are this what, is America? What is the What does Pete Buttigieg? How is he collecting thirty million bucks from an airlines to say, "Hey, uh, we got some bad press from this because things didn't work, so now you have to pay us and thirty million bucks." Why are we paying the? Fe- you might as well have the mafia run it, right? Well, some suggest that that's uh, that is what's going on, cor- and then of course he will rubber stamp this on his resume, saying, "Look what I did." Yeah, I got thirty I million held dollars. Southwest yeah. Airlines accountable for He's their actions. Say, I got Southwest uh, Airlines to give back consumers one hundred forty million bucks. No, you didn't. You got him to give back ninety million, and then you shafted him with thirty million dollars worth of fees. But do you remember some of the footage you would see of people basically? They were screwed. They, yeah. I mean, they were living at the airport because and, there was no answer. And you for know them. what capital, capitalism does? No one will fly that airlines again until 
they make good on their, they either say, oh, this is a very expensive for us. If they would have known they were going to get fined 140 million bucks, they would have said, everybody, chill out. We're sorry. Let's get some hotels. Let's do this. We're going to do our best we can. It's out of our control, this incident. We obviously didn't want this to happen. Because I remember a big part of it was basically staffing issues, wasn't it? Yeah. That they just didn't have the... the I, I think like people were soft working because they were going through what they were going to go through some labor organi- uh, yeah. some labor stuff. And they said, oh, we're going we're gonna to do some call in six. We're going to do some of this. And it's just, what do you want? It's an airline. We can't fly with one pilot, right? I'm so sorry. Yeah. We're going to have to figure this out. It's going to cost us a fortune. Cost them a fortune then, and then it cost them a fortune, and they got extorted out of 30 million bucks. That mm. bugs me. That bugs me. Fines should can, not be I like can, that. I can tell. Yeah, I don't know. I it, didn't mean to. It, I didn't it mean rubs to upset me you. the wrong way when the American government, with the, the federal government, has with all the power because they're using our power. Reverse. They are. It's us. Yep. And we're now extorting Southwest Airlines. That that rubs me the wrong way. Well, I want to rub you the white right way by announcing <laughs> uh, another uh, couple of minutes here for our friends at Harmony Spirits. You got a great follow-up from our buddy uh, over in Victoria, Minnesota that I found extremely charming. And I love that this is how we are making new friends at Harmony, Minnesota. Harmony Spirits, the best handcrafted spirits made right here in our own backyard, Michael. So, Reavers, what I did is is I called Larry at Harmony. Yeah. And I said, hey, give me some names of liquor stores here. Yes. And so we had the guy last week who I told you about Brendan, and I think he was in Victoria. Yep. And he said, he sent me a message on Facebook right off the bat. He goes, you can't believe it. People are coming in. They heard me. He heard it. Oh, that's cool. He reaches out to Larry at Harmony saying, hey, Larry, thanks for promoting me. People are coming in for Harmony. This really works. So Larry said, hey, Mike, I want to talk about this other liquor store. It's called One Liquor Store. I don't know if it is One Liquor Store, although he made the Oh, I think that's a, a brand. Yeah. Okay, so it's a yeah. one liquor store, and it's in Preston, Minnesota, owned by, I'm going to ruin this last name. First name is Joe. It's La Farini, for okay. All right. Not saying it right, but Joe's a huge supporter of Harmony Spirits, always carries all the products, and then he does something very special. He comes out and handpicks a barrel of their bourbon. So Joe goes down there from his liquor store in Preston, and he goes down to Harmony, and he handpicks a barrel of bourbon, and then he gets his bottled for his specific liquor store. How cool is that? That is cool. So, I'm tr- I know I've been to Preston, Minnesota before, and I'm trying to figure out where it is. I'm seeing Fillmore County. I know exactly. Oh, it's down uh, kind of in the Winona area. Okay, so if you're in Winona or in so, Preston, so I would Minnesota. say so- southwest of Winona. Okay, so if you're southwest Wait, of Winona, down so in Preston, east. you have one liquor store. The brand name is called One Liquor. Okay. It's a store. And go talk to Joe. Ask him if you can get one of those barrel picks. About how cool would that be? Because Joe probably knows what he's doing. He's probably a bourbon guy. He went down to Harmony, went through all the barrels, said, hey, this barrel I want. Package that for my liquor store only Cool. in Preston, Minnesota. So you can go there and get a very rare, very one-off per barrel. How cool is that? That is very cool. So Larry sent me this from Harmony. I think that's really cool, Larry. I would love to get a bottle from Joe at One Liquor. So please continue to go into your local liquor store. Continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, I have this. Speaking of, let's get outraged about local politics. Let's do it. Are we going to talk about the sex that we had at the Senate building? Not we had. Well. (laughs) Did you guys bring that up on Garage Logic? I Kind of teased it the other day, and and the mayor really didn't bite on the. He hook. didn't want to take no. uh, a live. Well, sex go ahead. Scene. Go ahead. Well, it was kind of interesting that somebody would go ahead and have the audacity to have sexual relations in the Senate office building, completely naked. Yeah. Which is that's you know if you're trying to do something a little uncom- undercover, you don't necessarily need to take off your clothes, socks included, right? Yeah. You can keep this stuff on, mm-hmm. and. 
took pictures, posted and those video. pictures and videos, yep. and then gets mad that he got caught. And fired. And fired. And I think, uh, tough luck, buddy. Mm-hmm. Tough luck. If I were ever lucky enough to have sex outside of any place other than my bedroom, yeah. if I could even have sex there, that would be kind of cool. Right. Right? If I were ever to get caught, I would accept the ramifications. Um, the home run line of the entire ordeal was issued by, and I forget the the young man's name, mm-hmm. but he was, I believe, featured in a Joe Biden campaign video when he was running for president. Nice. Uh, I saw that circulate on social media. Um, the home run line, though, was delivered by the young man's mother. And he, I believe she was approached uh, by, obviously, somebody in the media asking, you know, how, how is he doing, uh, having been exposed and kind of, you know, ruining his life. And mm-hmm. his mom kind of said something along those lines. And then she said, well, I don't think anybody outside of our family realizes how hard he's taking it. <laughs> but boom. And I said, I, I wonder if Ma realizes what she just delivered. Mm-hmm. You know, the line that she just yeah. delivered that he's yeah. taking it very hard. Yes. Yeah. There's a double So anyway, on, is that a double entendre? I, well, it? but I I don't know that mom really was smart enough and or savvy enough to mm-hmm. issue that line. I'm just gonna guess that. First of all, the fact that she even spoke publicly about it was it's crazy. Of, was, was kind of. But if someone ad- shoves a microphone in her face and asks yeah. her ten questions, she's going to do that. Yeah. Remember Bill Clinton? I sure he, do. He was a scamp, a ne'er do well. It's kind of a fun guy, like great to go to parties with. It sure. Looks like he's Walking Dead right now. Yes, he's horrible looking. But he never, ever put anything in an email. He never sends text messages. He doesn't talk on the cell phone. He has conversations in person with pe- with people in you know private conversations. I'm like, that you might just wanna take a clue from Bill Clinton. Don't put your dirty laundry up on the internet. Don't post things on the internet. Don't send an email about breaking the rules or the right, law. Right. You just have quiet conversations into someone's ear, and that's all you need to do. That's how you live your life, and that's how you make it to grand old age or whatever Bill is. Um. Let's get even more fired up about Ooh, nice. politics, and okay. let's bring it locally, shall okay. we? I am going to read you two stories, and I am going to say this is exactly why Minnesota is in the trouble that it's in. Mm. All right? This is why, Michael, we're in the trouble that we're in. John had this earlier in his news story, and I'm going to repeat the story because it's going to dovetail into the main story that I want to discuss. A man who avoided additional prison time after a controversial plea deal in a deadly 2019 carjacking in Minneapolis has again avoided prison in connection to two cases of armed robbery. Hussein Braveheart, 20 years old, was sentenced to 365 days at the Hennepin County Workhouse on Monday after his attorneys and prosecutors reached a plea deal for the two robberies, which happened just two days before the deadly carjacking that killed killed 39-year-old Stephen Markey. He also received five years of probation and a stayed four-and-a-half-year prison sentence that he'll only serve if he violates probation terms. Four-and-a-half years for the deadly carjacking that killed 39-year-old Stephen Markey. It comes just four days after a sudden reworked plea deal resulted in Braveheart getting sentenced to time already served four and a half years for Markey's death. A controversial agreement that upset Markey's family, I will add, editorially, rightfully so. 
and was only accepted after the judge refused to accept a prior plea deal. However, the reworked plea deal left the judge's hands tied. He could have been released right away Thursday if not for the hearings for his two aggravated robbery cases on Monday. Braveheart was 15 when the crimes were committed, and Hennepin County attorney Mary Moriarty's office has said Braveheart has made enormous strides and showed that the treatment he was receiving was working. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I will transition to story B, courtesy of our friends at the Star Tribune. So this young man, 20 years old, mm-hmm. uh, involved in several, several crimes, including yeah. a deadly carjacking. A 39-year-old man is dead because of this young man's actions. Mm-hmm. Let's now transition to another story. <clears throat> a federal judge in St. Paul sentenced 66-year-old Minnesota farmer to three years in prison. Wow, what a heinous uh, crime he must have committed. Yeah. Murder. Three years in prison for falsely selling rail cars full of conventional grain as organic product. (laughs) Oh, it gets better. People looking at defrauding the organic sector in this way will have heard about this case. U.S. District Judge Kate Menendez said at a federal courthouse Monday morning, James Clayton Wolf, a corn and soybean farmer in Jeffers, Minnesota, pleaded guilty back in May to a scheme to defraud organic grain customers. While Wolf lost his organic certification in 2020, prosecutors said his scheme to sell genetically modified grain under false representation began years earlier. Menendez noted that she was an organic food consumer herself, Mm -hmm. saying the victims of organic grain fraud, though they couldn't individually be identified in this case, was anyone who participated in the specialized food system that requires different growing practices than traditional agriculture, including generally the absence of synthetic fertilizers. The government had sought a five-year prison sentence for Wolf. Prosecutors said they only uncovered Wolf's fraud, which began back in 2014 because of a consolidation of the company from whom Wolf purchased conventional grain. According to Assistant U.S. Attorney Robert Lewis, Wolf purchased genetically modified grain on rail cars and sold to an organic broker in Pennsylvania. Wolf represented the corn and soybeans as certified organic, which fetches a far more lucrative price than traditional green. I am so glad, Michael, he's in jail. That they got a corrupt individual like mm-hmm. this behind bars mm-hmm. for three years Thank and God allowed him. Thank that God kid him. to walk free, even mm-hmm. though he may or may not have been involved in a deadly carjacking. Yeah. That is a. Uh... That is different, Rivers, right? Is that just not everything that is freaking wrong with this once great state of Minnesota? You know what I didn't see in there is along with his sentencing, I bet you there was a fine. And that fine went to go to whom? 
Who did the fine pay? Because remember, you read a, a line there that said the consumers weren't identified. Those who were hurt by this weren't identified. So the fine would stay with the federal government. So he had to pay a fine to the federal government. Ooh. So this that's why he had to go away for years, Reavers. Oh, here we go. Okay. These organic grains, which are certified under a U.S. Department of Agriculture program, are often sold to livestock producers to feed cattle. Prosecutors noted that consumers in the $11 billion organic industry seek environmental, environmental and health benefits in choosing organic food, and the system is based on trust. Olson has already signed a check for nearly $70,000 in restitution to the USDA for the crop insurance, according to his attorney. Mm. So there you go. seventy grand. It, now let's get serious for yeah, a moment, yeah, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Are you bleeping kidding me? This guy's gonna. This sixty-six-year-old farmer is gonna go to prison for three years He's for a, his crime. Fairness, in all fairness, he is a scammer. He's a true, yeah. ultra scammer. Sure. So don't scam. Yep. Okay. Well, hey, how about this? Let me let me restate this. This guy. Go to jail for three years. You willingly were scamming people since 2014. Go to jail for three years. You're 66. I don't care. Go to jail. You screwed up. Screw you. But the kid who killed somebody gets to stay in longer, way longer than four years. He gets to stay in jail for maybe the lifetime of the person he killed would have, like, their fair lifetime. The guy he killed was 39 years old. If he lived another 41 I, years up until 80, the kid stays in jail for I, 41 years. I said this earlier on Garage Logic, and in that, you know, sh- on that show, you you, you got to get in and get out. You got to be pithy with your mm. comments, whether as this show is mine, I get to deep. be more long form. Yeah. And I'm going to say it in greater detail right now. I am sorry, Minneapolis. I, I, I have worked in you for, what, 20... 23 years, mm-hmm. almost 23. It'll be 23 years coming up very soon. And I and I have loved my time here, but sorry, I no longer have sympathy for you. You mm-hmm. voted for Mary Moriere, yep. even though you mm-hmm. were warned all the way up through her campaign that this very thing was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't have any sympathy for you anymore. Yeah. I don't have sympathy that... People like me choose not to go downtown and spend their, you know, because there's always that infighting between all the people that say, oh, you're just a suburbia. You don't have the right to. No, I actually, I do. Yeah. I, I work here. Yeah, just because you live in Minneapolis doesn't mean you own Minneapolis. Right. We that, all get to go there. We, and we oh, all have, yeah. I have get to have a say mm-hmm. or get get to offer our commentary yeah. on, on why are we, why, why we do or do not choose to spend our dollars there. But that, mm-hmm. I just. I don't have I don't have sympathy for the city anymore. I just don't. Well, I don't get so my buddy Michael Brazel that was killed, right? The guy in St. Paul and in, in St. Yep. Anthony who was killed by a young kid, yep. and the kid I think got 21 years. But wasn't it, uh, wasn't it something some part of it stayed or something like that? Well, I, I don't know that. Whatever but, it was, but, whatever but just it was. Okay. 21 years. 21 and then years. I think, well, that's not enough. Right. Why is he he brutally murdered my buddy in be, his own driveway? In his in my in my, my buddy's own driveway, and he's going to get 21 years. That doesn't seem like a very long time. No, nope. twenty-one years goes by like this, right? <laughs> Don't I know it? I mean, it just <laughs> it, it it just can be. And Michael could have watched his kids grow up, could have been a grandpa, could have been a whole bunch of different things in those twenty-one years. But instead, he's gone, and this other guy gets to come out. He'll be in his late thirties. He was he he'll come out before Mike before Michael even you know M- Michael was barely that age, right? Wow. He was just in his early forties. He'll come out younger than Michael was. 
right? It's like, well, that's weird. That doesn't seem quite fair. No. And I don't, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I do not do a deep dive on that world, right? I'm not going to see how deep and how fair this is, but I just think, I feel like if someone I knew was killed, I'd want that person to go away for a long time, like kind of like never get out sort of thing. There's something in everybody's brain in which it kind of has the the fork in the road, and that's, that's, I think, justice, right? Mm -hmm. Where in some cases, some people have a different have a different mindset when it comes to, well, what's right and what's just. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the case of something like this, where, where it's, where it's murder, there are other people who are far more forgiving than I would ever be, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think if you consciously decide, make the decision to, in this case, pull the trigger, I'm sorry, you have removed any empathy that I would have had for you if it was an accident. Mm-hmm. Or if it, you know, I just, sure. I just, I'm sorry. I Accidents don't have that. are different. I, I am raising two boys, and they are going to know, and they, and they do know the difference between right and wrong. And I, I see little, little cases of other kids that that I don't think have that. Mm-hmm. You know that they don't know right from wrong, or they don't mm-hmm. know when they're acting out. And so I think there is that fine line, but at the same time. You're going to get to a point where I'm sorry. Nope, you cross that line. You ain't coming back from yeah, it, right? Yeah, I know we had that three strikes and you're out rule like for a long time, and yep. then that kind of got repealed, and yep. they don't do that anymore. And it seems like if you're making three pretty large errors, you kind of have given well, up. And that's your why I was so outraged by, and I, and I wasn't alone. A lot of people also are about this kid who was on trial for two separate robberies that occurred before the deadly carjacking, which meant that had those been tried, he would have been on probation Mm -hmm. while he committed a murder, essentially. Yeah, think of that. And he's still not going to prison. For any longer. And that's, that's, no, no, at all. Well, but he's been in prison. Yes, he has been. So he spent the last four years in prison. But I don't understand why someone, anyone can consciously come to that conclusion and saying, yep, that's just. Yeah. Who who the hell yeah. is going to, in their right mind, think that that's okay? So do you know what his complicity was when he was a 15-year-old? Was he driving the car? Was no he, idea. Was he, yeah, so we don't know. He no did, idea. Like, did he roll the guy over? We don't know, because I think, did someone else in that carjacking go to jail for a longer period of time, go no, to prison for a longer I period of time? I think there was another person, but I don't okay. know that so they I, did I don't, I don't know what happened. But, but when you commit a carjacking... That's a federal crime. You know, carjacking just by itself as a federal crime used to have huge jail time, right? Because uh, do, do you know the story about carjacking? There was a like a federal judge. This is not right. So call in to correct us or send me an email to correct this. There was a female federal judge who was carjacked and killed in 1978. I'm okay. making that number up. And then what they said is, oh, we're going to take carjacking. And instead of it being a local state thing, we're going to make it a federal crime, right? right? So usually carjacking, if you get caught federally with it, it was a huge jail sentence. It was a big, big deal. There's so many of them now that the feds are saying, we can't do this. Yeah, because I do know that we did set the new record a couple of weeks ago, as a matter of fact, (gasps) about, yeah. The best of the best. Yeah, so we are now number one. 2023, we can Really? It was the biggest year. Well, I blame that on Kia. Well, of I mean, if you stop making the car oh, so easy to steal. Speaking of that, so that obviously involved our Attorney General Keith Ellison. Did you see he was also in the news recently? No, something good? Well, kind of. 
Um, Did he get some more parking have tickets? Have you seen the Liz Collin uh, piece, The Fall of Minneapolis? I have not yet. I'm, I'm waiting for Christmas Day. That sounds like a perfect Christmas. But I think, here's why I think you should watch it, because y- you and I had some, some discussion both on this show and off the air about that time uh, the, the the George Floyd weekends that followed after after his death, and um, her piece does a, I think a really good job of kind of outlining some of the things that we already knew as as a public and okay. some of the things that we did not know. Sure, but of course Keith Ellison was quoted. I th- I can't remember if he was on somebody's podcast or if somebody interviewed him. I I don't know and I don't care. Sure, but the home run quote from him was, "I haven't seen the piece." But it's political partisan propaganda. Oh yeah, but but I haven't seen it. Sure, but I already am going to issue. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you that it's already propaganda. Yeah, which is just perfect, right? Because no one will even no one will even bat an eye like, oh yeah, whatever Keith says is is right. Again, I don't have any sympathy for you, Minneapolis. I just don't. I I don't know Keith at all. I I don't know him. I, I can't say that I like him or dislike him. But if I'm not mistaken, Keith had numerous parking tickets. He did, and. He would pull his car up to the front of the the courthouse downtown Minneapolis, park it there, leave it there, get parking tickets, and then never pay them. And he didn't have to pay them until he ran for office. And someone said, well, what about these X amount of thousands? I mean, it was thousands of dollars worth of parking tickets. And my mind says that should preclude you from being in federal office. You would think. Like if if you get so many parking tickets and you arrogantly say... I don't care. I'm not paying them. I'm an attorney. I don't care. I, this is where I, I'm going to park right in front of this building and do what you want, but I'm not paying them. I find that to be not right. Yeah. That's, and again, I don't know him. He could be a great guy, right? I, I, let me state this really clearly. I like to tell you if I dislike someone, if I actually know them, right? Sure. I don't know him. Yeah. So I can't say that I'd like him or dislike him. I don't like that, that fact about him. If that's true, if I'm not mistaking what I'm saying, if that's true, that seems like that should preclude you from anything. Yeah. You don't get a federal job doing that. If you're saying I'm so arrogant, I don't care. I'm not going to pay my parking tickets until someone, it comes out in the press and they say, Hey, you have 11,000 bucks worth of parking tickets. You got to go pay these. Um, before we run out of time, this is the other, I'm getting all jacked up today. The other story that I wanted to bring up uh, after the Southwest Airlines um, story that we talked at the beginning of the show, the airport commission at MSP, mm-hmm. uh, they had to file a new ordinance. Ooh. Um, no, you cannot smoke pot at MSP. What? Even though it's legal now in the state of Minnesota. No. Um, smoking or vaping cannabis and hemp products is banned at MSP starting Jan 1. The Metropolitan Airports Commission approved an ordinance Monday that makes it a petty misdemeanor to smoke or vaporize cannabis and hemp on airport property, even in areas of designated for tobacco use. I can't wait until after the new year where we're just going to see it. Because, right, doesn't it go into effect? Yeah, it goes Jan into, although everybody wants it, got to, got it now. But okay. it's going to be so great where people are going to say, well, what do you mean I can't? No, no, yeah, this totally is legal. private property or yeah. or or yeah. in your case like someone's coming into one of your stores no sir you you, you, can't, you can't blaze up in my right here in, in the paint section yeah and and people will we, oh, I, it's it's out of control well it, 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 so i gotta share this quick story so how should i phrase this a very good friend of mine uh i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put his name out there because i don't want him to get mm. in any trouble but he works for a large global company that sells beverages. Okay. And um, 
he is in the distribution side of operations. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been there for, I think, 15 years. Loves the company. Absolutely. They've, they've taken great care of him. When we legally um, voted on and passed the fact that marijuana was going to be legal starting Jan 1 in Minnesota, mm-hmm. they had to put up signs all over their warehouse uh, yep. saying, uh, you still can't do it while you're at work. Yeah, you still can't be high at work. But yeah, that, just like just, you can't be drunk at work. Just to show you how bleeping stupid some yeah. people are. They had to put these huge... Let, he sent me the photo. Like, I can't believe mm-hmm. that this is my job for yeah. the next two weeks. Yeah. Like, I have to put these up all over our manufacturing and production lines because we're afraid everyone's going to show up smashed. Yeah, right? they're going to, 100%. And that's right. So yeah. they had to, They had to. What, what's the word for that? They had to uh, Preemptively, oh yeah, yes. Have yeah, any, yeah. Uh, what, legal recourse sure. or whatever? I mean, not that it does, right? Someone oh, gets their God. hand cut off and they say they were high. It's like, well, we told you you couldn't be high at work, which is kind of a first step, right? Yeah. I've never employed somebody or never did an interview and, and said, hey, you know, Bob, nice to meet you. First of all, you can't be high at work. Second of all, where did you work? Tell me about your last job. You never, have any kids? Yeah, never. I never. <laughs> those things you can't answer. You can't question those. I was sitting through an interview today and really nice guy, right? Yeah. And I, we do a Zoom interviews. And you want to ask things like, do you live anywhere near this store? Because we want to make it easy for you. If you don't live near that store. You're not we, even allowed to ask that? Nope. You can't, you can't ask if they have a car. You can't ask if they where they live. You can't ask if they have children. You can't ask if they're married. And I get it. Like, I get that you can't ask some of that stuff. But sometimes employers like myself who really genuinely want our employees to be happy, like, I don't want a guy who lives in Blaine to have to go work in Burnsville, right? That's not That's very good. Drive. That's a long drive. So you want to say to somebody, like, oh, do you live anywhere near Burnsville? You can't do that. Huh. Right. So, but wait, I thought you could ask. Oh, you 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 can ask. Do you have reliable transportation? Do you have the ability to get to where we're asking you to get to? Okay, exactly. that's yeah, that. Yeah. You're allowed to ask. Yeah, you are allowed. But you to can't ask say, that. do you own a car? Do you, don't, do you own a car? Oh, yeah, because okay. they could take the bus, and you'd say, uh, you know, and it, and it, this these laws or come from something. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, they come from something, but it makes these. Standard conversations where you have with somebody, where you're trying to get to be friends with somebody you're trying to hire, right? Because that's what I do is like, okay, I want this guy to like our company and I want to like this guy or gal or whoever it is. So you kind of want to talk like, I want to say, hey, I have kids. They go to XYZ school. Where, Where do your kids go? Can't do that. You know, it's like, oh, man. I was in the position, this is is before I worked here, where I had to also go through the hiring process. Mm. I mean, it was, that was a big part of my job. And this was... Oh my God, this is damn near 20 years ago, about 18 years ago. And I finally just said, I can't, because it's a lot of the place that I was working, you're hiring just like what you do sure. at a lot of your stores. It, you're hiring high school kids, yep, you yep. know? And and again, there are some fantastic, fantastic. kids that yep. come through and you go like, yep. okay, this kid's going places. Yep, yep. But then there's a lot of kids that are, hey, you can't show up high. Mm-hmm. You can't. So there's a lot, and I can't even freaking imagine what it's like right now. Yeah. And I'm so glad I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff with well, my profession. If this podcast gets bigger, we're going to have <laughs> to have like 10 or 12 interns. And guess what? Our questions are going to be, do you have a car? Yeah, do you Can have a you car? Get here? How do you get here? Do you actively have drugs? Right. Can you give some to Reavers? Right. No, that's, are you selling? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Reavers, you are the best. Michael, Merry Christmas to Merry you and Christmas your family. You. Uh, and we'll see you once more before the new year. 
Thank you, Reavers. Uh, you are the best, like Thank I you. said. Please do us a favor. Rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would genuinely appreciate it. And once again, Merry Christmas to every single one of you. And thank you so much for taking the time and listening to the Weekly Scramble. We appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We will do this again one more time next week, probably later on in the week. Uh, until then, cheers. We are now in December. Christmas is just around the corner. Take care of your holiday shopping with a gift that your family will love, not just this year, but for years to come. You can do it in a matter of a couple clicks with a gift certificate from MySoundStory.com. SoundStory, a professionally hour-long produced conversation in which you or one of your loved ones is interviewed by your choice of one of our professional interviewees, including me, the Rook. It's a conversation with their experience from childhood, school, career, the first date, whatever the case may be, you will get it with SoundStory. You or your loved one's voices and their stories are saved for your family forever. That's a great deal. So forget the bad sweater. You and your siblings go in on a gift certificate for your parents and get them a sound story at mysoundstory.com. And for a limited time, enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT. You get 10% off that sound story gift certificate. Being able to check this out in a podcast interview with your grandparents is one of the best things you'll ever do. It's a gift you'll never regret giving, but it's a gift that everyone in your family will love. mysoundstory.com, promo code FLASHLIGHT. 10% 10% off a gift certificate for SoundStory. That's the plan. Flashlight. Remember Flashlight at mysoundstory.com. SoundStory for you, for them, forever.